Welcome to the Ron Keel Podcast. I'm your host, the Metal Cowboy. This show is built upon exclusive interviews with celebrities, authors, and entertainment industry insiders. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, hit the like buttons, and give the show a five-star rating. It really does help. Find me online at ronkeel.com and enjoy the show. Access granted. The boy is bound to get dirty when he's playing cowboy. Hello, this is Damon. Good afternoon, Damon. This is Ron Keel. Hey, Ron. Good to talk to you again, man. Good to talk to you as well. Thanks for making time to be on the show this week, man. Hey, listen, I appreciate you having me. And, uh, you know, I'm not kidding, man. I appreciate it very much. I had a, I had a really good, uh, it was a good hang the last time we talked. And I was uh, I was thrilled that you wanted to uh to talk about some of the new stuff that's happening, man. It's Absolutely. It was a great show last year when you were on and uh, got a great response. And I'm excited to pump your online broadcast all week long on multiple stations. So let's get to it, brother. Oh, man. That's incredible. Absolutely. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Powerful stuff. The brand new single from Damon Johnson and the title track to his forthcoming album, Battle Lessons. Damon first appeared on the program last year to promote his acclaimed solo album, Memoirs of an Uprising. He's also a veteran of some of our favorite bands like Black Star Rising, Brother Kane, Alice Cooper, John Waite, and of course, Thin Lizzy. He's got a lot to talk about this week, so let's get to it. Damon, welcome back to the streets of rock and roll. Ron Keel, it's a pleasure, man. Oh, thanks, <laughs> How man. are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man, and it looks like you are as well. Let's get right to the big headlines. You're going to debut that new song live this Friday night, September 25th, during a worldwide online broadcast. Judas Priest guitarist Richie Faulkner is joining with you and your band for a tribute to Thin Lizzy. Tell me all about that, man. Man, it's a lot. I'll do my best to to give you a soundbite and not uh, not drag it out, man. But um, you know, the band guys and I—we've been doing some of these live streams for the last few months, learning a lot. You know, there's a technical component to that that none of us ever thought we would have to contend with, man, six or eight months ago. So um, we knew we were getting ready to release the single. Uh, the title track from the new record that's going to hit on Friday. So we thought, man, what else could we do to make this special? And uh, Richie Faulkner from Priest is an old friend, and I was thrilled to find out, man, that he and his girl were moving here to Nashville, which they did last year. So we were just having a conversation one day, and he said, hey, man, if you ever want to do something on any of these live streams, he goes, I'm bored. I got nothing to do, man. You know, call me. (laughs) So that's what I did, Ron. I called him one day. I said, all right, man, you opened your big mouth. Well, this is what I'm asking. Would you, you know, would you want to join us and let's have a little tribute celebration to Finn Lizzie? And he couldn't have said yes fast enough, man. And, um, you know, he's an old friend. He's a world-class player. And he's a world-class human being on top of that, man. So we're grateful to Richie. It's going to be fantastic. Wow. Tickets for that event online are available at DamonJohnson.com. 
Veeps, V-E-E-P-S.com. DamonJohnson.Veeps.com. Damon, you mentioned you've embraced this online event platform recently performing the memoirs of an uprising album in its entirety. You also mentioned the technical challenges in executing something like this. Talk about the difference performing for the cameras as opposed to performing for a live audience. Well, let's just state the obvious right right out front, Ron. It's just not the same. There's no way that these live streams can reach the, the, the intensity and the fulfillment for the listener and the performer that we get when we're all in a room together. And uh, But for right now, it's the best we can do. We want to make it work. We want to make it great. We want to make it sound as great as possible and look as great as possible. So, you know, I sort of embraced the, the live streaming thing early. I did some stuff early on, like back in April or May, just on my YouTube channel or on my Facebook page or something like that, solo acoustic. I really wanted to get the band guys involved. And once the city of Nashville lifted some of the restrictions from the coronavirus, you know, we were able to get in the same room together and, and play some music together. So we did two or three of those. And I, and I really feel like, Ron, it was great preparation for something as big as the level of this Thin Lizzy tribute because uh, the thing that's different about this one, we're gonna, we've rented a big room at SIR Rehearsal Studio. We're bringing in a couple of lights. You know, we're going to spread out to where it looks like a proper stage. And, uh, you know, man, we're going to do all we can to just kind of create that, that vibe and make it fun for the listeners because it's certainly going to be fun for us. It is a blast, man. It's a lot of fun, a lot of pressure. I did it with my band last month. We did a worldwide live stream, full production, lights and smoke and the whole, all the effects and all that stuff. And it was a blast. It was very well received. I'm sure yours is going to be talked about and watched and listened to often at uh, DamonJohnson.Veeps.com. We just heard the killer title track, Battle Lessons. Way to go on that, man. Digital release date for that streaming and downloading is... Saturday, uh, Friday, September 25th, to coincide with that online broadcast. What else can you tell us about this new album? Well, I'm thrilled that my old friend and world-class Grammy-winning rock lord producer Nick Rashulinix is helming, um, you know, making this thing into the... Uh, to the, the hard rock blast that it has turned out to be, Ron. Um... I produced the last album myself and Nick did a great job mixing it. But, you know, man, for, for all of the years that he and I have been friends, I've always respected his time. And Nick is always busy, man, producing big bands. So you can imagine the thrill for me when we got together for lunch one day because he wanted to hear the demos of my new songs. And his reaction could not have been better. Uh, it could not have been more immediate. And uh, he said, look, man, let's figure this out. Let's find a way to get in the studio together. He goes, I want to produce these songs. He felt like it was some of the best stuff he had heard that I had written. So, again, man, a thrill for me to get that reaction from him. And I just think that the six songs that we have completed now, they really show that enthusiasm on his part. And uh, we're getting back in the studio at the end of next month to finish the rest of the record. And, and I hope I can get it out by the end of the year, Ron. But uh, Nick is obviously a, an important component to this thing, man. I couldn't be happier with, uh, with what he's bringing to this record. 
Fantastic. We'll keep that in mind and look forward to that release date and keep everybody updated. And of course, you'll hear that music first here on the streets of rock and roll. Damon Johnson, Richie Faulkner from Priest, man. That's a dream team guitar duo, man. Talk about the preparation process as you guys are getting ready for this online concert. Yeah, you know, we've, again, it, everything is a bit surreal because we're doing everything under, you know, the confines of this world we've all been forced to live in thanks to COVID-19. And, you know, we've always tried to operate safely. You know, we're wearing our mask and doing everything we can, man, to keep, to keep everybody healthy. So what we've done so far, Ron, is I've had two rehearsals with my trio, which has officially got their own name now, by the way. It's Damon Johnson and the Get Ready. The Get Ready. I love that, man. I was going to mention that. What a great band name. (laughs) Thanks, man. So the Get Ready and I, we've had two rehearsals, and then I had two sit-downs with Richie at his house. He's He's got a great studio at his house. So we just sat and worked on all the guitar stuff. So yesterday, we had our very first rehearsal, all four of us. Ron, it was insane. Wow. It sounded so great. Richie is a world-class guitarist, man. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know if I told you, but I mean, we've been friends for yeah. over a decade. I've known Richie a long, long time. So, so happy when he moved to town. And, you know, I just could have never envisioned that we'd do something like this. So he's bringing so much to this live stream. Uh, and, brother, the extra thrill is that we're going to perform the single battle lessons and of all the songs that we played yesterday man i think that was my favorite yeah (laughs) i get it it sounded sounded so great man it's just an honor you know to have richie standing there next to me playing playing these guitar parts that we you know we just recorded in the studio a few months ago so it's so cool i'm really flattered well how is all that dual guitar action being orchestrated man are you playing the same solo harmonies that you would do with thin lizzie are you swapping out some of those for scott gorham's harmony parts or how are you orchestrating that uh classic thin lizzie twin guitar action what a great question ron i'm sticking to the parts that i've always played in lizzie you know obviously standing next to scott gorham um you know, it's so much, it's an honor for me, man, to play these amazing parts that Brian Robertson played, that Gary Moore played, Snowy White. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I'm sticking, I'm sticking to those parts that, that those guys played on the record because that's the stuff I play with the band. So it was, it was sort of easy when Richie and I first talked about it. I said, hey, man, you're playing all the Scott Gorham parts. And he was thrilled. He goes, great, man. Because, you know, we've toured together. Then, then Lizzie has toured with Priest. Yeah. So he he almost knew, he knew a lot of the arrangements already. So um, just fantastic, man. And, and, you know, we stretched some of the arrangements with Richie differently than the way we play it uh, with then Lizzie. So, because I want to give him some room to shine, man. And uh, the biggest... Oh man, the biggest barrage from Richie, man. We're doing, uh, we're going to play Cold, uh, yeah, Cold Sweat, yeah. which John Sykes wrote. And John plays a guitar solo that's out of this world, man. So I asked, I asked Richie if he felt like stepping up and, uh, and taking, you know, taking the, the wheel on that one. And brother, he's, wow. he's just crushing it. <laughs> he's crushing it. It's so much fun. And you're channeling the spirit of the legendary Phil Lynott covering all the lead vocals on this gig, right? 
I am. Wow. I definitely am. And, you know, it's certainly not easy. It would have been way more difficult, I think, if I weren't so familiar with the song. Mm-hmm. You know, going back to being a teenager, Ron, I, I mean, we're the same, man. We've been we've been thin Lizzy fans our whole yeah. life. So, you know, just singing along in the car since I was a kid, through all the years of playing those songs in cover bands, and then, you know, the crazy story of me actually joining Thin Lizzy at some point. You know, the songs are just embedded in my psyche. Um, but it's definitely taken some preparation, man. I, I won't deny that. I've, I've done plenty of uh, kind of practicing on my own, you know, just yeah. in my in my little, little workspace and, uh, you know, singing and playing the songs together because, you know, what what your hands are doing are not always the same the same tempo or the same rhythm. That's the word I'm looking for. It's a different phrasing that he's doing vocally and what your hands are doing on the guitar. So Absolutely. Uh, I always wondered how uh, Phil did it. I wondered how Phil did it and played the bass and held down that, you know, the that bottom with, the, with being a bass player and singing the way he did with his phrasing. Absolutely amazing how that guy did it. And he passed away in 86. I'm wondering if you ever got the chance to meet him. I never got to meet the man personally. I did see him perform. Um, it's a story I've told many times, but I was, uh, I was 15 years old and I went with, uh, two friends of mine. One of their dads drove us up to Huntsville, Alabama to go see Ted Nugent and the unannounced special guest that night was this band called Thin Lizzy that I had heard one song from on the radio, which was the boys are back in town. And they proceeded to come on stage, man, and just changed my life. It changed my life, Ron. They blew us away. Yeah. Just blew us away, man. Those songs, those riffs, Phil's presence, totally on par with a, you know, a Freddie Mercury or a Jimi Hendrix or a Bowie, anybody you want to name, man. Phil was as big a star as any of those guys. I agree. And how cool is that, that at 15, they changed your life and you ended up being a member of the band. And I'm sure Phil and the rest of Heaven's House Band are going to be taking a break this Friday night to tune in to see and hear Damon Johnson, The Get Ready, with special guest Richie Faulkner from Judas Priest. Tickets for that online event available at damonjohnson.veeps.com. damonjohnson.veeps.com. At that same link, a lot of really cool merch bundles, including signed items, digital downloads, and more. Once again, DamonJohnson.Veeps.com. Also, follow him on Twitter at DamonJOfficial and on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube at OfficialDamonJohnson. Damon, thanks so much for coming on the show. Best of luck with the new album, Battle Lessons, and we're all looking forward to the tribute to Thin Lizzy this Friday night online. Ron Kill, you are the best, my friend. Thank you so much, brother. It's great to talk to you. Uh, the same as we said last time, man, I cannot wait for us to get some FaceTime one of these days and uh, play some rock and roll together, man. I would love that. Me too, man. Hopefully it will happen sooner than later. I will be in Nashville a couple of times next year. I'm going to hit you up. All right, man. Let's get together. I would love that, man. All the best to you. Thank you, Ron. Me too. Thanks a lot. Damon Johnson on the streets of rock and roll.
Ron, your your enthusiasm is palpable, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I Thank appreciate you. it, man. I, I feel the same way about you, and I'm a big fan, and uh, I was fighting hard to get you on the show. I know we had an interview scheduled the other day, and my, my internet went out. I apologize for that, and I, I really appreciate you rescheduling with me. Hey, listen, I appreciate you rescheduling. Thank you so much, man. Anytime. All and, right. Uh, listen, all the best to you and your family. You guys keep healthy, and... Uh, I'll see you soon. Thank you. You too, man. Kick ass. Have fun this Friday. I'll be watching. All right, brother. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye, Jamie. Bye. I'll be right back after this. Experience Rock in the Fast Lane at rflrecords.com. Great new releases from Corners of Sanctuary, Hydrogen, After the Fall, Abstract Symphony, Coming in January, the brand new full-length album from Jeff Carlson Band. Experience rock in the fast lane. RFLrecords.com Hello? Hello, Reb. This is Ron Keel. I am doing great, man. How are you? Oh, doing fine. Can't hey. complain, really. No, you can't, man. We've got a lot to talk about. Thanks for doing this. Sure, my pleasure. This Absolutely. is killer. I am really enjoying this this new album. We'll talk about that and lots more. But first, can I get a liner from you? This is Reb Beach, and I'm on the streets of rock and roll with Ron Keel. Sure. You ready? Yeah. Hey, this is Reb Beach from Whitesnake and Winger, and I'm on the streets of rock and roll with Ron Keel. My special guest this week on the streets of rock and roll, Reb Beach, is a member of not one, but at least two of our favorite multi-platinum bands, Whitesnake and Winger. You just heard another killer cut from his new instrumental solo album, A View from the Inside. Reb, thanks so much for joining me on the show this week, man. Thanks for having me, Ron. It's great. It sounds, it's, you, you sound good, man. Hey, so do you, man. So do you. And uh, boy, I'll, I got to do is talk about it. You actually had to play it. Congratulations on the release of this incredible new album, man. We've been hearing about this project for years now, and I know you've been working on it for a long, long time. It's got to feel good to finally have this thing out for people to hear and enjoy at last. It feels so good, and it's supposed to arrive today. I get 25 con- uh, 25 <laughs> copies under contract, and so I'm just I'm waiting at the door for UPS to, to actually hold it in my hand because it's been a dream of mine for so long. Honestly, since 1993 when Winger broke up, I mean, you know, that was the plan is for me to like be like a Joe Satriani kind of guy. I'll just be an instrumental guy and not have to worry about vocals and stuff, um, but it just kept being put on the back burner you know i made the fusion demos for it uh back in 93 and i shopped that around but couldn't get it signed because it didn't have vocals so i put it for sale on my website and they sold like hotcakes and i got all these comments and emails saying reb this is the best thing you've ever done you've got to do this this is your thing so uh you know i i like slowly here and there i would do some work on it but the thing is i was always on the road and when I was home, I was writing for something that had a deadline, whereas this didn't, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, any of us that have seen you live with Winger, Whitesnake, Dawkins, or some of those other projects, it's obvious that you are also a really good singer, nailing those strong, powerful high harmonies. Tell me about your decision 
to not sing on this new album, and as you said, to be like an instrumentalist, a Joe Satriani, and just let your guitars do the talking? Well, I did that one already. That was 2003. It was called Masquerade. And I sang everything, wrote all the songs, um, and it was the hardest thing I ever did, really. But it's a very good album, and I'm super proud of it. Uh, but I kind of did that one, so it was time for this one. And then I have the songs already for the next album, for Masquerade 2, which will uh, definitely be all vocals. But, um, you know, this is something I've always wanted to do, and uh, people that know me have been, you know, bugging me every year like how's that fusion album we want the fusion album so i was so happy that i could finally do it was well, that what it is a fusion album is is that the correct term for it yeah, you know <laughs> i don't know I, you know what like like the dixie dregs that's kind of a fusion album because it's got rock songs um and it, but it's fused with country and jazz and there's not a whole lot of jazz in my stuff i i wouldn't you know, I'm not a jazz player. If a jazz player listened to my album, he'd say, well, that guy's not a jazz player. You know, it's all in, like, you know, pentatonic scales and minor scales. And, you know, it's uh, – I don't even know a Locrian scale, um, although it's probably just a major scale in a different <laughs> place. Um, but, but yeah, I'm not a schooled guy. I just play by ear. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we're, they're calling it a fusion record because it has, uh, you know, a lot of uh, – uh, different styles on there so there's it's not all just you know shredding rock and roll just shredding in the middle and shredding at the end and you know shredding <laughs> yeah I've, I've been looking for a proper description for it uh, since i started uh, listening last week it's just you know it's not heavy in the terms of heavy metal but there's a lot of substance to it so many textures and it really does take you on a a musical journey how did you know when it was done, it's like, okay, the, the last lick of the last solo is, okay, it's done. How, how did you know when, when you were finally finished with this thing? I finished the 10th song and said, it's done. <laughs> the last song was a, Attack of the Mass, a Massive. Like, Attack of the Massive, it's called. And uh, I was so happy it was done. And then I was reminded by uh, the label that they needed another song for the Japanese release. And I was like, go! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, so I wrote The Way Home, and that was the last song that we did, and that's uh, that's one of my favorites on the record. But So when that was done, um, yeah, I was elated that it was done, but there's always more stuff you can do. And then we had to master it, you know, mix it and master it, so that took some doing. Um, and we had to get a real drummer on there, which, uh, you know, uh, Kip helped me out with that because he's awesome at getting drum sounds. And he mm -hmm. flew out to Pittsburgh and we mic'd up the drums in a church and got those uh, killer drum sounds. Wow. It really is uh, an amazing accomplishment. I'm proud of you for finally saying, okay, it's done, because in my projects, the guitar players are always the last ones. Man, the album's finished, but they just don't want to let the session be over. One more try, one more take uh, at that solo. So I'm very proud of you for finally getting this done and excited to hear the news about Masquerade, the sequel to that one as well. Sometimes... Reb, a vocalist has to match up words and melodies with a certain riff or chord progression. How do you approach it when it's instrumental music like this? Do the melodies and lead lines pour out of you, and then you got to find the right music to support those melodies, or how does that work? It kind of works just like singing over it. You know, I write the riff, and before I uh, lock it in, I play guitar over it to see if it lends itself to some melodic lines. 
just like uh, if I write a riff, Kip will start singing over it to see if he's inspired by it. It's the same exact thing. Um, and... That's pretty much it. That's how you do it. <laughs> well, I've enjoyed listening to it uh, here, it, getting ready for this interview, and just uh, top to bottom, I listened to it at the gym yesterday, dude, and I'm still exhausted. Man, it's really it's 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 there's a lot to it, and I, I can't wait to get on a long flight or a road trip and just crank this thing up top to bottom. I'm speaking with it's, it's so nice to hear. Yeah, that's Thank that, you so much. That means so much to me. Thank you. You really, really just gave me chills. That's, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome, man. That's that's the best time to enjoy stuff like this is when you've got no distractions. You've got the headphones on and you're on the road or on a flight. And I can't wait for that moment. But, uh, you know, I do have lyrics, by the way, Reb, for my personal favorite, track nine, songs called Cutting Loose. If you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and throw down a vocal on that one. <laughs> oh man, that's, it is one of my favorites, but uh, I'm just kidding. This album is perfect in every way. I'm speaking with renowned, respected guitarist Reb Beach. And Reb, I want to at least touch on some of your illustrious career history. You were a founding member of Winger with Kip. For the past 18 years, you've worked side by side with David Coverdale and Whitesnake, and you've been able to balance both of those gigs. What are some of the differences and some of the similarities in those two situations? Well, there are a lot of differences. Um, it, it, you know, I'm writing with Kip now, and I wrote 15 ideas for for uh, to come in with. You know, just rock riffs, and I'm good at writing rock rock riffs. It's kind of I excel at that. And uh, I brought him in, and Kip said they're good, but I, honestly, I don't want any riffs where after the first three chords, I know what the next three chords are going to be. So we just, you know, I just put those in the black swan folder. <laughs> very cool. Yeah, and Tilson will be very excited that I'll come in prepared again because it all starts with me when we do this kind of music. You need a good guitar riff to inspire um, whoever's helping me. And I'm good when I have a collaborator. Um, you know, I need a guy who's a composition arranging guy like Pilsen or, or Kip. So um, so that's that. But, you know, in, in writing with Whitesnake, it's all David. He's the man, you know, and he, he, he goes a mile a minute. And, you know, he'll come in for 15 minutes and he'll start playing the acoustic and sing you melody ideas. And it'll sound like a Broadway show tune. And it's up to me and Joel to kind of make it into a rock song and, you know, make it a rock riff. Um, uh, and, you know, and the and the... The White Snake process is, you know, David doesn't like that progressive stuff. I'll bring in stuff, to David, and um, really, it's it's hard to to sit him down and play him stuff on a CD or MP3s. It's best to just pick up an acoustic and play your idea for him. That's what um, resonates to him and inspires him the most. So it's a completely different writing process. Um, and of course, as far as touring, you know, it's the Four Seasons and the awesome 2019 bus of doom with Whitesnake and with Winger. It's, you know, in the van for four hours and <laughs> hang out at the club for you know, nine. Wow. <laughs> you really are the master of those those rock riffs. You know, I we backed up Kip a, a couple of years ago. He flew out to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, my hometown now, and, and my band backed him up on some of the Winger hits. And he actually sent us video clips and I'm pretty sure it was you playing, showing my guitar players how to play songs like 17. So we thank you for that. Uh, 
and it's even a song that the the audience or the listener may may not realize how difficult that stuff really is. But uh, we appreciate those video clips and all the great riffs that you've given us through the years. And I guess you just announced that there's a new Black Swan project in the works. Um, definitely, we're gonna do it. We haven't started it yet, but uh, apparently, it was very successful for Frontier Records, and they did really well with it. And I'm, I've never had a bad word about that record. Every single person, every interview I've ever done, um, every person I've ever talked to says I love that record. You know, and and um, it, it was just it, it went so fast. We wrote the whole thing in ten days. Because I came in with 50 ideas, and Pilsen was like a kid in a candy store, and he said, I like this one, I want that one, give me that one, and we're going to put them together, and, and man, he knew exactly what to do with them, and uh, and it came out great, and you know, Robin McCulley, that guy can sing over just dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, yeah. and it'll sound amazing. That's right, one of everybody's favorite vocalists, you've had your, your share of uh, world-class singers and Robin McCauley, just a good friend of mine and a fantastic vocalist as well, so looking forward to that additional Black Swan the sequel to Masquerade and so much more from uh, Red Beach in the years to come. The new album, A View from the Inside, available online at frontiers.shop. The discography at rebbeach.com is extremely impressive. Find them on Facebook at reb.beach.92. What did I miss? Oh, jeez. Um, I'm getting lessons. <laughs> uh, just Google Red Beach guitar lessons. And also, I have a master class on November 7th with the Guitar Camp people and you can just you know Google Red Beach Masterclass you heard it there Google that Red Beach Masterclass I've had some friends who have uh, seen and attended some of those uh classes and lessons one fan in particular Blair Abernathy who's a, a hardcore keelaholic but she's really excited to hear you on my show this week she recently did a Skype discussion with you you might remember that where oh, she she doesn't play but she enjoyed the ha- the hang with you and said you were just the nicest guy on the planet oh that's so sweet she's really nice I- I've seen her at shows for years she's a a big fan of music and loves just rock and roll and she's out there banging her head She's got tickets to, like, you know, she shows all of her tickets for all the shows she's been to, and it's just unreal. It's, that's what it's all about. That's, that's right. What we're here for, you know. That's right. In all of recorded music, there have been millions, who knows, probably millions of albums, right, released, and only a handful of those legendary instrumental guitar albums, like you mentioned, Satriani, Steve Vai, Jeff Beck, Blow by Blow comes to mind, and now... We have a view from the inside, courtesy of Reb Beach, man. Thanks so much for this music. Good luck with everything you do, man. Thank you so much, Ron. My, I feel so good now. You really made me feel good. Thank you. That's really, really nice of you to say these great things. And uh, I appreciate you listening to my record. Uh, and thanks for the great interview. I've enjoyed it very much, and we'll continue to listen and enjoy that. Guitar Hero, Reb Beach. How cool is that? Back after this. Reb, one more thing, if you've got an extra minute uh, off the record, and this is, uh, you know, as I mentioned, my adopted hometown of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I've been here five years now, and one of my one of my best friends and a guy who's been my co-producer and recording engineer on everything I've done in recent years, his name's Mike Dresch. He's also an insane guitarist and a luthier. He builds these killer custom-made guitars, and he built a Koa guitar that was a tribute to your Sur guitar. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, which I believe... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I believe that was your main axe for a long time. A few years ago, Winger played in Sioux Falls, and you signed it and actually played it on stage. Do you remember that? Uh, 
<laughs> well, I, he's he's a good friend of mine. We just finished up some some live mixes this morning. He says, "Ask Reb if he remembers that." So I did. I did my due diligence. Uh, I am the worst. I'm the worst. Ask Kip. I'm just like the worst <laughs> memory guy in the world. Um, and I'm sorry about that. I'm sure it's, it must have been great. If I played it on stage, it must have been yeah, really well, good. What, but wait, was it a was it a Voyager? Like was it the the Koa Ibanez, or it, it was the Koa Sir, right? It was a, a a a guitar that Mike actually built himself. That he built that was a tribute to your Sir guitar. Yeah, I think I do remember that, and, and it was really nice. It was really it was the best guitar ever, right? The best guitar ever. Right on, man. I'm sure. And uh, man, I can't thank you enough for your time. And uh, it's great to get a chance to talk to you, as opposed to just running into each other in the hallway on the Monsters of Rock cruise. I get a chance to, to sit down and talk the rock and rock the talk, and really, really do love the new music. Congratulations and best of luck, dude. Thanks a lot, Ron. I appreciate that a lot. I hope to see you soon. I hope so too, man. Thanks, Reb. Take care. Okay. You got it. Right. See you. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Ron Keel Podcast. As always, it's a blast, a pleasure, an honor, and a thrill. Thanks for letting me entertain you. Wow! Find the Metal Cowboy online at ronkeel.com. Ah!